What? You you really want me to read what I just? You re, you want me to read this? No. <laughs> you probably don't. <laughs> Welcome back to Practically Christian Podcast. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. Today is another day. It is another day. <laughs> That's not a, at all what I was going to no, say. No, okay. I didn't know. Um, no, today is another listener requested episode. Not another day. It is another day though. Um, and hey... Are, are, are you, I'm listening to you. And hey, <laughs> hey, dirty. Uh, 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 no, 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 no. Negative. No, 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 no. It's All not right. back in the day when I was young. I'm not a kid anymore. Say in the nineties. Um. So, so this is kind of a follow up to last week, and and today I am joined again with Debbie. This is Josh, and if my voice sounds weird, it's because my allergies have been killing me all week long. I'm going to have a question for you after you announce what we're going to talk about, so go ahead. Go ahead and ask the question. No, no, you need to say what the title of this is first. Oh, hang on. Because I'm a little confused. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely confused. In fact, this episode, I had to look up the title because I'd never really even heard of what it was before. But I'm seeing it spelt two different ways, and I'm not sure if I'm looking at the right thing because they both kind of seem to fall in the same. So so, t- so today we're going to be looking at this word. It's called antinomianism. But then there's antinomalism. Right. See? Nominalism. I, I agree. So there's um, two of them. It, it is an ancient Greek word, according to... Look, there's two different... My scholarly resources here of Wikipedia. <laughs> um, that you that stands when you're for, in college, you know, so you anti know. against nomal, meaning law, and then ism pertaining to. Um, so, so really what it is, is kind of the, the flip side of legalism mm-hmm. in the fact that we're saved by grace, therefore you can do whatever you want. Okay. Does that make sense? It, it does. Okay. So so looking at this this week. Are we talking about the right word? Yes. Okay, just to make sure. It, it's really, it's that understanding. And, and I know, you know, personally, just because, you know, I, I know pastors um, who preach. Aristotle on, was anom- an anomalist. Not an anomalous, you know what I mean? A nominalist. Um, who nominalist, but but said that wrong. Can I finish now? Yes, I'm just I want to say the word right. Nominalist, neither one of us know how to say the word. Okay, shame on both of us. We have plenty of education between (laughs) us, and we can't say this word. But again, it's you know, uh, there are a lot of people who who preach more on that fire and brimstone side, right? Um, to keep people from sinning, 
like a fearful legalism. Yes. You know, but, yeah. and and they would rather fall into that camp of behavior modification and and being legalist mm-hmm. and do as because I say. this is the other side of that coin. Okay, um, this is that you're saved by grace. It is nothing you can or will ever do mm-hmm. that will save you. So therefore, since grace is what saved you and it is not a result of your works, Ephesians two eight and nine. Um, your newest tattoo? Yes, my newest tattoo. For some people, the fact that I have tattoos, you know, if you really want to break into that role. Um, we are not in Leviticus, and Jesus is coming with a tattoo on his thigh, so. But I'm just saying, like, you know, there there would be a lot of people that would disagree with the fact that I have tattoos. 100%. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but it is that sola gratia, by grace alone. Right. And, um... And it is important to remember this in the in in the context of everything else. Right. Okay. Yes, you are. If if you call yourself a disciple of Jesus, mm-hmm. you are saved by grace alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nothing. You weren't good enough. Right. You didn't follow the rules, you know. And I know Jesus in the Gospels would say, you know, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the Pharisees. Okay. He's not saying that in the point of you, you could do this. Right. He's making a point point Mm -hmm. that even the Pharisees who loved the law, who, Mm -hmm. who were like the ultimate legalistic people, citing scripture all day long. Um, you know, and to quote Joby Martin stood three feet from the Christ and And still crucified him. him. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the, that's the danger of legalism, which if you didn't listen to last week's episode, that's what it was. Um, so when we look at this, it's, but if I tell people, you know, and, and, and seriously, I know people who are afraid of this. Mm-hmm. If I tell people that they're saved by grace alone, that what they do doesn't matter. They're going to go. I'm the afraid whole, mm-hmm. that they're going to just go buck wild and be able to do whatever they want because they might. What difference does it make? You're saved by grace. But I think when you are saved and you really do understand what you're saved from, even if you have moments of failure, which you will, and you do things you're not supposed to, which you do, there's that repentance and and um, turning back from, okay, I, I had a slip up. Everybody has a slip up. But I think if you're living in how you used to and just going, oh, I'm just saved by grace, then you're not really you're not really saved. Well, I mean, absolutely. Paul would word it like this in Romans 6 1. Should we continue to sin so that grace may abound? By no means. No, right. Um, you know, and he's just coming out of, you know, Romans 1 through 3 is how evil and wicked we are. Mm-hmm. 4 and 5 is that we are saved by faith alone. Mm-hmm. And then comes into 6 and goes, hey, yeah, you're saved by faith and, you know, through grace and by faith, but that doesn't mean that you keep sinning. What that means is, is I don't have to have the pressure of going, did I live a perfect life? And then it's been real heavy because on me lately. Jesus did. Right. The guilt and embarrassment and shame. You don't have to live with that every time you make a mistake because you know you're not perfect and you can't live up to all of those commandments because it's just impossible. Right. The, the, in fact, the entire point of the commands is to point us to a savior. It, it's to go, hey, you can't do this. And I think if you really understand the grace that's been given to you, 
you're going to be more likely to give it to someone else and not be so judgmental and condemning and, um, well, pharisaical. Right. Calling people out for everything they're doing all the while not paying any attention to yourself. Although you want that grace, you don't know how to give that grace. So, and, and part of the problem that, that we run into when we look at stuff like this is we tend to be extremist. Yes. So it's either I am really legalistic or I am really free, willy-nilly, anti-nominalism. Nominalism. (laughs) Whatever it's called. You guys get it. I hope. (laughs) So it's like, but scripturally, Mm -hmm. it, it should be more so in the middle there. Right. Um, it should be more of that. There's a tension of what I used to do sometimes, and then um, there's what I know I, I need to do and have to do and should do. Absolutely. But and that, I'm not saying you constantly live in this. You're not constantly embattled. You might, but I mean. Romans 7. The things that I want to do, I don't do. The things that I don't want to do, these are the things that I do. Right. You know, there is a tension. Yeah. You're, you're always going to be battling, you know, while we are here. The flesh versus the spirit. Right. It's we should not get wrapped up in. It only comes down to the things that I do. Right. Because that, like we discussed last week, is only going to lead you to two places. It's going to lead you to self-righteousness. Look at how awesome I am. Or. Or it's going to lead you to despair. I will never get this right. And when you do walk in that self-righteousness, you turn so many people off, including other Christians that are like, this is why people don't go to church. How many times have I said that? We've all said that. Yeah. I get why people don't go to church sometimes. I do. Like. First of all, you can't go to church. You, okay. I, I hear you. But you know <laughs> what I mean. But. Why people don't attend a weekly gathering of believers. There we go. That sounds much better. Because everyone puts their Sunday best on and. Yeah. And, and, and I go. There's so, no need for all that hot messness. <laughs> Sorry. Right there. Oh, man. this it, It's killing me. Freaking allergies. I mean, just another result of a sinful world. Right. <laughs> and of course, in today's times, it's like, oh, you coughed. You know, oh, you might as well be a leper. I have such anxiety if I cough, like if an allergy hits me or a dust, a dust bunny, anything. I'm like, <clears throat> like I'll, I'll almost choke, choke I know. to not cough. I know, because it's, again, the worst possible thing you God, could ever do. Someone's going to look at you funky and call you a leper like you said and but again you know you so so to to fill that so you have that side of of self-righteousness or or despair and legalism but mm-hmm. to to show what jesus is talking about is you know in matthew 7 he he talks about you will know a tree by, by its fruits. fruits right okay so again if i plant an orange tree in my backyard we live here in florida so mm-hmm. oranges are awesome if I plant an orange tree in my backyard, I can't hope to get apples off of it. Right. Because it's an orange tree. If you're, you know, sitting here going. And if you get apples, you're going to go, whoa, 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 there's something wrong. Just like if somebody meets a Christian and then they give something else that a Christian, than what a Christian should give, they're going to go, no, 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 there's something wrong here. This doesn't look right. Right. And and that's where I was going. I mean, if, if you're sitting here going, I follow Jesus, I'm mm-hmm. a disciple of Christ, but then I look like, sound like, and act like, mm-hmm. I don't know. A dipwad. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, I like that word. I was going to say the world, but 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Um, no judgment. <laughs> but those two things are incompatible with one another. Right. You know, you can say whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. What do your actions show? Right. And in and let's be honest, man, like extreme hit it on the head, you mm-hmm. know, more than words. They did. To say. Go ahead and sing it. Oh, no, that's not <laughs> happening. Say. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Hang on, I'm going to cough. You could still hear it on my mic. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad. That's true. Um, But, but again, it, that's what it boils down to. It boils down to... If I see Jesus for who Jesus is, Mm -hmm. it is going to cause this change in my heart to not conform to the ways of the world, but in all things by the renewing of my mind Mm -hmm. to do things differently. If I am still doing what I used to do and there's no change whatsoever, then, and and I say this all the time, then you did not meet Jesus. It is impossible. We never, ever, ever have ever heard of a story of someone meeting Jesus and walking away the same way. Because if you did, again. You were either hardened right. and, and hate this stuff even more. Or completely changed. Right. Because even though, make no mistake, even though someone is changed and transformed by the renewing of their mind and the gospel, there may be times they do stuff that looks like what they used to. Um, people are going to. It's a process. And, it and is that a process. process is called sanctification. And that's where that. And that growing in who we are to that, look more like Christ. Normal, whatever where that word comes into play where there's no room for that there's no room for that failure for that um weakness right because our strength doesn't come from us and we try to walk in our own strength i mean you're, you're gonna make a mistake i make one every single day i mean not the same one but just different ones no but but what more so what i was getting at there is if I am preaching any other gospel, then you are saved by grace. Okay, now, now, so the example I give to to other people I've talked to about this, like just in personal conversation is this. The church always seems to have these these things that we rally against. So, uh. you know, like years ago it was, you know, same-sex marriage, and then it was abortion, and then, you know, the vaccine, and... You know, now it's it it's kind of swinging back into that LGBTQ plus thing. Mm-hmm. So, so I go if I am preaching scripture. Eventually, I am going to bump up into someone's idol sure. at some point, especially because I, I I preach expositionally, which means <laughs> which means we we are going to start in revelation 1 we're going to go through revelation 22 mm-hmm. line we're just by line. line by line verse by verse sometimes word, word by, by word, word. Mm-hmm. um because it matters there's none of this just go back and read the text later when you have a moment no you're going to get it all in church. so and, and and just on a side note right now as a team you know uh, as mission media we have decided mm-hmm. that um the sermons aren't going to live on the podcast anymore they are going to go to youtube and and if you were enjoying those you know head over to youtube and you can at sent church four towns and and you can hear those there mm-hmm. or you can head to missionsent.org um and under sent church four towns they they live there as well mm-hmm. um but anyway, coming back around to what we were talking about, we tend to 
hold on to these little pet things. So I could be preaching through first Corinthians 13, which is what some of us would refer to as the love chapter in the Bible. Um, you know, that love is patient, love is kind. Mm -hmm. It never does any wrongdoing, you know, it keeps no record of wrong. Those whole, you know, things about love and I can go, Oh, love is meant to be between a man and a woman, which is not, which is not what that text is saying at all. Okay, Paul is talking about love, and actually, in that particular instance, he's talking about that love that we would refer to as philo love, that brotherly affection that mm-hmm. that you know it, it extends to everyone, and that's right. not just love between like a, a husband and wife. That's love that I should feel towards everyone, every person you you set your eyes on. Yeah, because every person. Because here's the deal, like you know, in in probably the most popular verse in the Bible in Matthew seven is judge not mm-hmm. least you be judged everyone knows that which verse. doesn't mean you don't lovingly call someone to repentance that's a believer that claims christ that Ooh, you know but, but see we just hit the nail on the head there mm-hmm. that isn't giving us the oh go be the morality police of nope. the world that's hey i know and, and i'll just use me and debbie for an example sure. hey deb i i know you say you believe in this and that you follow jesus therefore you should know better what right. that doesn't do is give me the right to go to my neighbor who I have no idea if he believes in, in Jesus. I have right. no idea if he or she, you know, follows Christ. Right. I mean, I do because we know our neighbors. But just as an illustration, right. it, it gives me no neighbor. right to go to them and go, hey, you have to follow the same rules that I do. Or stand on the side of the road that condemns people that says believe now or go to hell. Well, that's true, though. I agree. I would not do that. I think that is tacky as all get out. Right. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think we might be kind of straying a little further. Basically, what I'm saying is is we can't put a burden on people that, yeah. that scripture is not putting the burden on. I'm following your lead. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, again, if you're faithful to working through scripture, it's going to touch on, it's going to deal with all sorts of, like there is not a problem we face today that that scripture, scripture doesn't, doesn't talk about and i think when you have a clear understanding of grace and mercy like i said you extend it to other people but it it transforms how you interact with every person Absolutely. your how you parent how you look at your spouse you look at them with i think a different set of eyes and going my broken spouse i love you because you are just as flawed as I am, and I'm just as flawed as you, and I can love you Absolutely. right there. And it, and it does. It brings a different level of gospel understanding. It, it, it lets me see things like Roman 3 would tell me that for all have sinned, and I fall in that all category uh, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. So since I have been forgiven, mm-hmm. I can now look at you and go, oh, I need to forgive Debbie. But what happens, I think sometimes people go, well, I ha- I'm not that bad. I haven't done that many terrible things. I haven't been this kind of way, but the person I'm looking at or the person I'm talking about. Oh, they're terrible. They're awful. They did much worse things than I did, not right. understanding that your sin is the same sin that they yes. committed that put Jesus on the cross. The example I always give people. If I compare myself to Jeffrey Dahmer, I have never saint. killed anyone. I have never ate anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I am good. Right. However, 
compare scripture to doesn't call me to compare myself to other sinners. Right. Scripture calls me to compare myself to Christ. Amen. How am I stacking up now? Right. Because then you're just I mean, as... I mean, yep. here's a guy who caught a woman in adultery. Okay, so, so understand when we read that text, like, they're in the act of adultery. Right. Okay. It wasn't Drag somebody her, said she's probably naked running. I mean, drags him out into the, the drags her out into the street. Mm-hmm. And, and the Pharisees are like, hey, the law says that we should stone this woman. And, and Jesus, you know, kneels down, writes something in the sand. We're not sure what he wrote in the sand. And then goes, hey, he who is without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. See what Jesus is trying to say. And, that, and that's another verse. Even people who are far from Jesus know and will quote back to you mm-hmm. as a disciple of Christ. Hey, he without sin cast the first stone. Right. And, and I go, we need to understand that. Right. We need to know, like. Should we continue to sin so that grace may abound? By no means. Mm-hmm. Yes. Strive to be holy as God is holy. Right. You're not going to be. That's why we need a savior. Not you're not even going to be close to it. And to understand what grace really is is understanding that Jesus paid the price. Right. You know, the Bible would tell us you were bought and paid for by with a price, but understand that you were the price. And I think again, once you really understand it, you're more likely to be empathetic towards the person that you're trying to call to repentance rather than judgmental it'll hurt you to see them struggling it'll hurt you to see them yes walking through something that you go okay there's grace that covers it that. doesn't let me, have to be this hard. right let me hurt with you let me cry with you let yes. me pray with you i'm not going to sit here and throw stones at you yes you know let's walk in galatians 6 1 you know mm-hmm. if you see a brother or sister caught in transgression it is up to, it is the duty of those who are spiritual to right. go restore them in a spirit of gentleness. And bring them back to repentance. Yes. And and if you do, the Bible says we have gained a brother. Right. If you can't do that, be quiet. Exactly. Literally, like, be quiet. Don't even say anything. Just shut your mouth and just pray that God work and that he can help you keep your mouth shut. So, just to sum everything up. You have legalism on one side. I'm a doctor too. Right. You have legalism on one side mm-hmm. that, that is sitting here saying, I can do all things. Right. You have antinomianism on the other side that is going, I can do all things because Jesus. Gives me strength. The gospel yep. is in the middle of that. The gospel right. is going, yes, as a disciple of Christ, today I should look more like Jesus than I did yesterday. Mm-hmm. There should be a progression going on in my life. I should be... Going deeper, and that only happens mm-hmm. if you are part of a a ecclesia, a church that is that is helping a group of to people. spur each other on, to encourage and equip the saints mm-hmm. to to go deeper into who Christ is. Right, um, He is inexhaustible. We will never get to a point never where we have figured it all out. This side of glory, mm-hmm. um, but if you're not part of that. Okay, right. you know, and, and I was I was reading through messages the other day and one of the messages was, you know, from a couple of months ago and you had put up some picture that said, you know, oh man, what was it? I Something it about, out? yeah, it was, what on, was it, about? it was on Instagram. Something about like, you know, I, I can read my Bible by myself or something like that. And oh, I don't you, need to go to church to know God. Yeah. I can read my Bible by myself. And, and Brett. If you really read your Bible, you know like, you're wrong. <laughs> You know, you know, maybe they're still in Genesis and, 
you know, and, and it's true. And I go like, yes, all through scripture, we see that that's the whole point of the gathering mm-hmm. is that we can come together with one another, that we can bear our burdens with one another, that we can know more and more of Christ because knowing more and more of Christ, the more I see Christ for who Christ is, the deeper into that it's going to drive me. Right. The, the more I'm going to look at my sin and see it as sin. Right. And, and try to repent of that sin. You'll be more likely to grieve over your own sin than, um, beat someone down for theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a way that isn't puffing me up, but is showing as Paul would say in Galatians Two, that is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Amen. Mm-hmm. So this week, we challenge you. Maybe maybe you do need to get a, a more robust understanding of what salvation is and, and how and why we are saved. Right. Maybe, maybe you need to dive deeper into why you believe what you believe. Okay, was Jesus just a ticket for you to get to heaven? Mm. Or is he actually Lord and Savior of your life? So until next week, we love you, we thank you, and we can't do this without you.